0: Our text today will be in the Gospel of John, but before we go there, go with me to uh, Psalms, verse 27. Psalm 27. Our text will be in the Gospel of John, but Psalm 27. Praise the Lord. Jesus is God. Amen? Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Savior. But Jesus is God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Psalm 27, Psalm 27, it's a wonderful psalm. David was a a man after God's own heart. And David had a a lot of uh, trials, a lot of of things in his life. Amen. We can all relate with David, can't we? There's times when uh, things were good and times when things were not so good. Praise the Lord. But through them all, David trusted in the Lord. You know, he starts off the psalm saying, the Lord is my light, the Lord is my light, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Then it goes in verse 11, I want to just take you 11 to 14. In in verse 11, he's going through a lot of stuff. People are after him and it says in here, teach me thy way, O Lord. One of the things David always, always said. We, we preached on where David said, teach me thy love, cause me to know thy love every morning. Here David says, teach me your way, teach me thy way, O Lord. How many of you want to know and learn about the way of the Lord? Amen. The early Christians, it says that they were in the way. What way? They were, in, they were following the word of the Lord. And this was David's cry, teach me your ways, O Lord. Because my ways lead me astray. Lead me in different directions that I ought not go in. But your ways, O oh Lord, lead to eternal life. Lead to, lead to glory. Amen? The Lord wants to lead you on to, in his triumphant train of glory, the Bible says. Onward and upward to the, to the kingdom. To the mansion that Jesus has for each and every one of us. Lead me in a level path because of my foes. Do not deliver me over the desire of my adversaries, and false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have, despi- have despaired. You know, David was surrounded with people that were just uh, de- de- liars, deceivers, wanting to do him violence. And David says, I would have despaired unless but God, hallelujah, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We face many things in life But unless it would, that would cause us to despair, that would cause us to give up, that would cause us to, to run away and hide. But unless if we believe, unless we believe that we would see do you believe that you will see the goodness of the lord over your life amen no matter what you're going through we've got to believe that i will see the good the goodness of the lord in the land of the living amen we know we're going to see the goodness of the lord when we get to heaven but while we live on the face of this earth, while we get up every day, while we brush our teeth and look in the mirror and say, Here's another day that I've got to enter into, I know that the goodness of the Lord is upon me. Do you believe that? God is your shepherd. He will lead you in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. He's going to lead you beside still waters. Amen. And he's going to lead you to green pastures. They believe that. And this is what David said. I would have fainted. I would have despaired unless I trusted in you. Unless I knew that your goodness is upon me. And so David says that. And then he says in verse 14, wait on the Lord. Have patience. Be patient and God will see you through. Be patient And God will bring into your life and make things happen, the things, the goodness that he's got good plans for your life. Amen. Why, Carol, things go wrong, all kinds of things. It seems at every turn there's something, right? But we would despair if it was not for the goodness of the Lord. If we did not trust in God, what would happen? He says, but be strong. Be strong, be patient, be strong, and let your heart take courage in all things. Yes, wait for the Lord, be patient on the Lord, amen? And so David is crying, teach me, teach me your ways, O Lord, and I will be patient, I will be strong. My heart will take courage because I'm trusting in you, amen? Now go with me to the Gospel of John, chapter number 20. The Gospel of John, chapter number 20. David says, teach me. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Hallelujah. We're coming up to, we just got over Thanksgiving, where we give thanks to the Lord. And now we're coming up, the next thing up is Christmas, where we focus on the birth of Christ. Amen. And we're going to be looking at Jesus. We always look at Jesus, but we're going to be focusing for the next several weeks on Jesus. How many of you would like to focus on Jesus? Amen. Is there anything else or anyone else that we should be focused on? No, but Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, our Redeemer. And God is the one that sent Jesus. And in the, the Gospel of John, chapter number 20, go with John, chapter number 20. Starting at verse number 26. And after eight days again, his disciples were inside and Thomas with them. And Jesus, hallelujah, he came through the doors having been shut and stood in their midst and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, reach here with your finger and see my hands and reach here your hand and put it into my side and be not unbelieving but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Thomas made in that verse an outstanding statement, an incredulous statement, that he called Jesus both Lord and God. Hallelujah. Jesus is both Lord and God. Do you believe that? Do you know that? The word of God says that. And Jesus says, because you have seen me, have you have believed Blessed are they who do not see, yet believe. I got to do one thing here, praise the Lord. David said, Lord, teach me your ways. I need to trust in you. I will be patient. I will be strong. My heart will take courage in you because I trust you. And the Bible here, it says that, 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 that Thomas said to him, my Lord and my Lord and my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise you, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord Jesus. And in verse 30, these are the two verses that I want to go to, but Thomas called him, my Lord and my God, verse 30. Many other signs, therefore, Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. How many of you know that when Jesus lived, everything that he said and did goes beyond what we have in here? But God has determined that what we have here is sufficient for us to have faith in Jesus Christ. To have faith in God, this is enough for us to base our faith in our life and to give over our life for. In verse 31, but these things what things? The whole gospel, the whole word of God, these things have been written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But Lord, if I did not trust in you, if I did not believe in you, I would despair in this life. I would faint. I would, I would have no hope in this life without you. And that is why Jesus came, to give, you, to give us hope, to give us a reason and a cause to trust God, to trust him, that he loves us, that he cares about us, and the only way he could do that is to declare that he was sent by God, that he is God, that he has the power and the authority to change our lives, transform our lives, and bring us into a place of beholding the wonders of God, who is the author of our salvation. Jesus came with purpose and with a plan. To teach us, to reveal to us that he is the light of the world. David started that psalm when he's saying, the Lord is my light. What does it mean? The light, God is the one who has opened David's eyes to behold the truth about who God is the wonders of his love that he will never leave us nor forsake us so we don't have to pass out or faint or despair in this life because we have one whose name is Jesus who has been given to us who is our hope who is our strength who is our shield who is our joy who is our everything he is El Shaddai he is the he is our healer and our provider amen And so the Bible says these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, hallelujah. Now go with me to the Gospel of John chapter number one. The Gospel of this is where we wanna focus. John chapter number one, the Gospel of John chapter number one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Hallelujah. The word declares to us this about Jesus. The Bible leaves no doubt about who Jesus is, where he came from, where he was going, where he is, and where he will be. (laughs) Hallelujah. The Bible says in the beginning, meaning the very beginning of existence. Where did God come from? We don't know. We'll never comprehend it, but when we get to see him face to face, he can explain it to you. All right, because we don't know. We just know that in the beginning, before anything else was, there was God. And it says, and and the word was God, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So Jesus was from the very beginning. Jesus just didn't come into existence on Christmas Day. How many of you know that? When he was born of a virgin, he just, God just did not breathe life into him when he was born as a babe in the, out of the virgin. Jesus was existing with God in the very beginning. But God did something miraculous in giving Christ, a birthing him through, letting him take on flesh through the virgin, being born of God. So in the beginning, he was God. And it goes on to to say all things came into being by him and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. The gospel of John declares this about Jesus. In in the verses 1 to 2 it declares that the word of God who is Jesus is God. The same as one with God. God is a Godhead, a trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Bible makes that very clear. You cannot, you cannot separate one from the, not the other. They are together, the Trinity, three in one. We believe that. The Bible teaches that, that Jesus the, was with the Father. The Father was, and Jesus are one, and the Holy Spirit is one with them. They all have distinct functions and parts and did roles, but Father God is one. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In verses 1 to 2, it says that Jesus is God. Secondly, it declares to us that in verse 3, all things came into being by him, who? By Jesus. And apart from him, Jesus, nothing came into being that has come into being. Meaning that the physical world as we know it. The Bible tells us elsewhere that in him, in Jesus, all things consist or held together. And so the Bible declares to us that Jesus is God and that the physical world, Jesus, the world was created in Jesus and through Jesus. God spoke the word, the word went into existence and it says the Holy Spirit hovered, the power of God made all things come into existence through the word of God. So Jesus is God, the physical world that we see was created by God through Christ. Amen. When you look at the world around you, it didn't happen with the Big Bang. It just didn't happen through Amoeba or Omega or whatever you want to call it. It didn't come about through these little, uh, little things. It came about because there's a God in heaven who spoke it into existence, who has the wisdom, the understanding, and the knowledge to have created every single thing with a purpose and a reason. There's nothing that lives in this world that does not have purpose or reason. And God being intelligent, God being all wise, all knowing, all everything. He alone was able to bring into existence all things. And it says this in verse four, in him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. The moral world, the world that we live in, it says Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus came teaching, giving us standards, giving us way to live. Without the Lord, we could do whatever whatever we see, whatever seems right in our own eyes. But the Lord says when he sent Jesus, when well, when God came on the scene, even in the Old Testament, he made a declaration to mankind. You cannot live any way you please. That does not fly. That does not work. That is not good for you to live however you please, to do whatever thought comes into your mind. Whatever you desire to do, go and do it and it's good. God never says that. God, from the very beginning, made clear that Mankind left to ourselves will do things that are contrary to the goodness of, uh, to, to God and to righteousness and to holiness, and we will go astray. The Bible says all have sinned and have gone astray. The Bible also says that every man did right did what seemed right in their own eyes. and so God never leaves us. To, to, to figure things out from ourselves. God, through Christ, it says he became the light, uh, the life, and the life was the light of men, which will guide you through life. How many of you believe that God's word is, is true, is righteous and holy, and is good enough to lead you through this life into eternal life? That's the light. The light of the word of God is a light into our path, a lamp into our feet, a light into our path. And it says, and the light shines in the darkness. How many of you love to live in darkness? Walk in darkness. Grope your way. We need a flashlight. We need a candle. We need something to illuminate our pathway. Because if we walk in darkness, who knows what we will walk into? Who knows what we will fall into? Who knows what we will come across if we walk in darkness? But Jesus said, no follower of mine will ever walk in darkness, amen, but shall have the light of life. So in the very beginning chapter of the Gospel of John, God is making a declaration about Jesus. We must understand who Jesus is. We must always and never forget that Jesus is God, that in him and through him all things were created. That he's the light to our pathway. He's the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path. That he's the one who takes us out of darkness and brought us into his marvelous light. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind in darkness, but now I see because of the light of the word of God. The light of Christ Jesus who's come into the world there came a man sent from John whose name was John and he came for a witness that he might bear witness of the light that all might believe through him he was not the light but came that he might bear witness of the light and it keeps on focusing that 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 Jesus is the light of the world amen praise the lord what did Jesus say? Let me, let, me, let me point out some things to you that Jesus himself declared that proves and declares that he is God and he came from heaven. In John chapter one, verse number 18, it goes on to say, you see, the first part of John declares is telling you that Jesus was with God, was God, came from God. And in verse 18, Jesus says, the gospel says here, No man has seen God at any time. No man. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, or the only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, He has explained Him, or He has declared Him. Bible is telling us no man has ever seen God. Meaning, see God in his fullness. No one except Jesus. Why? Because verse one, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. There's one who's seen God for who he truly is because that's who he is. And that is Jesus. And apart from Jesus, it says, no man has seen the Lord. Jesus declared that he came from God. Go with me to John chapter number six, verse number 32. John chapter number six, verse number 32. There were at least, there were several occasions, but there's at least two where Jesus taught, personally spoke, and declared that he came from God. In John chapter six, verse look at verse 32. Jesus therefore said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread out of heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. Hallelujah. They therefore said to him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall not hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. He says, all that the Father gives me shall come to me, and one who comes to me I will certainly in no wise cast out. Verse 38, for I have come down from heaven, Not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus made a declaration here. He's declaring, these are Jesus' words to his disciples I'm the bread of life, sent by my Father. I have come down from heaven. Jesus made this very clear. I didn't come from Chicago. I didn't come from Berwick. I didn't come from Bloomsburg. I came from heaven. I came down from heaven. Heaven is not a nation that is on this earth. You can't find heaven on the face of this earth. But Jesus said, I came down from heaven to be the bread. I am the bread of life. Are you hungry for the bread of life? Well, Jesus says, I'm, he's, he is the bread of life. He says, believe in me. I am the bread of life. I've come to feed you. God knows that we are a people who are hungry. We need true bread, real bread, bread that brings life. Not bread that builds our body in 12 different ways, not wonder bread, but we need a miracle bread of God. We need that supernatural bread that comes down from heaven that nourishes our spirit, our soul, and our body, amen? It goes beyond wonder bread. Wonder bread can only do good for your body in 12 different ways, but God's bread, the bread that comes down from heaven, that spiritual bread who is Jesus, nourishes every part of your spirit, every part of your soul. in every part of your body, you can't package that. You can't put that in Walmart. It comes to us in the word of God right here. And Jesus said, I'm the bread of life that's come down from heaven to nourish you. And Jesus says in those verses that all who come to me, I will not turn away. I will not turn one away who comes to me, but I will feed you the bread of life that will nourish you forever. I want that bread. You want that bread? Here it is. Here it is. You have your Bible, hold it in your hand and say, I have the bread of life. Say it, I have the bread of life. Declare it, I have the bread of life. Lord, I will eat your word. I will devour your word. You've got the bread of eternal life in your hands. This is living bread, living manna. And guess what? The bread in the store has expiration dates and gets stale and gets hard. But God, the bread, the living bread that God gives is fresh every morning, every day. It never grows old. It never gets stale. It never expires. The bread of God, the manna of heaven is baked fresh for you every morning. He's the bread. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life come down from heaven from Father God to nourish you. You think God doesn't love us that He sent Jesus to be the living bread to nourish us that we can partake of? Hallelujah. In John chapter 6, verses 41, the Jews therefore were grumbling about Him because He said, I am the bread that come down out of heaven. You think they would be rejoicing. You think they would be saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for giving us living bread. But rather they grumbled. You see, we have a choice jesus declared himself to be living bread living manna from heaven and we have a choice to rejoice over it and to devour it to say yes lord give me more you know when you eat a piece of pie or something that is good give me another piece oh hallelujah you want more when you taste something that is good taste and see that the lord is good you want more you don't push it away give me more But there were some who were pushing that living bread away. I don't want to taste it. I I, I don't want it. I don't like it. But to those who received it, it became life. The manna, the living bread became life to everyone who ate it. But there are some, and there were some, who were grumbling, grumbling about him. Grumbling that he said he was the bread of life. There are people who live in this world today who reject God's word, who reject the bread of life, who do not want to go to it and eat it, that they might have life, but they push it away. They, they, whatever reason, whatever, whatever it is, they, they grumble and they, they don't want it. Verse 42, and they were saying, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know, how does he now say, I have come down out of heaven? Hallelujah. Are you glad Jesus came down from heaven? Are you glad he came? Are you glad that God sent him to us? What would we do without Jesus? Where would we be without Jesus in our lives? We would have no hope. We would be dead in our sin. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus. Jesus said, he said, don't grumble. Don't grumble among yourselves. Stop it, he was telling him. Stop it. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. And again in verse 46, not that any man has seen the Father except the one who is from God, meaning himself, he has seen the Father. Jesus is trying to make it very clear to all who were listening to him Listen, I came from heaven. I came from God. I came to bring you life, the bread of life, bread manna that will nourish you and spark life into you. I came from heaven. He was trying to get this across to them, and they would not listen. Some of them would not listen and would not give in to his his declaration that he was. And in verse 60, chapter 6, verse 60. Now, he was talking to everybody, his disciples. He was talking to people around him that were listening. And verse six, Many of us, in verse number 60... Many, therefore, of his disciples. You know what a disciple is? It's a follower of Jesus. We call ourselves disciples. Are we disciples of Christ? Are we followers of the Lord? You see, we always, every day, have a choice to choose the living manna and say, Yes, Lord, I want it. I hunger for it. I want to eat your word. I want to believe you. I want to trust in you. But it says in verse 60, many of his disciples, it doesn't say many unbelievers. It says many of his disciples, when they heard this said, this is a difficult statement. Who can listen to it? Well, Jesus was speaking to you. And just because it was hard and they couldn't understand it, they rejected it. We can't reject God's word because there's some things that we might not understand too well or too clearly. We can't give up on God's word because there's something that might be too hard for us to want to believe. Jesus just says, believe. Here's my manna, here's my, eat it and believe it. Jesus says, believe. Jesus, when he came onto the scene, he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Believe the good news. Believe the word of God. Just because something might not fit right with you or or something you don't want to hear or don't like to hear, that cannot stop us from examining and reading and accepting the scriptures and saying, yes, Lord, if that's what your word says, I believe it. I might not understand it fully, but I believe it. Because you said it. And if you said it, Jesus, I believe it. And if I believe it, my life will be changed. And you'll help me understand. You'll help me. You'll give light unto me as I need to. As I need to understand it. God, you'll help me. But it says many of his disciples said, who can listen to this? It's too difficult. And Jesus, understanding their grumbling, he said to them, does this cause you to stumble? Are you gonna let this drive you away from me? Is this gonna clog your ears? Is this gonna turn your heart from me just because you don't understand a saying of mine? Are you gonna turn from me? Are you gonna harden yourself to me because of a saying that I'm saying? If I said it, do you think it's not true? If I said it, do you think there's not something behind it? Do you think God is not all knowing and all wise? Don't you think God knows what he's saying? You think God is making a mistake in what he's saying? God doesn't, you know, in the world today, when you hear reporters, they lie and they tell mistruth and they just say, oh he misspoke or she misspoke. God doesn't misspeak. God has never misspoken. God's word is true. God said, if I said it, will, I, will it not, you know, will it, will, will it not come to pass? Will it not do it? God is there to perform his word. God is not a liar that he should, that he should deceive man. God is the author of truth. And if God said it, it's true. You got, if we don't believe that, then what are we doing? What What are we believing and who are we believing? But many many of his disciples, many of his disciples, they said, this is difficult. What then if you should behold the Son of Man ascending where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Look what he says. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. Do you believe that? God's words are spirit and are life. He's saying, it's okay. But don't let anything that I, in my word, just because you don't understand it, don't run away from me. Don't, 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 don't back off in trusting me and in believing me. But it says many of his disciples started to, started to go. And in verse 64, For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who it was that would betray him. In verse 66, As a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. Jesus declared he came from heaven. He's the bread of life to feed anyone who would come to him. Jesus says, come to me, believe in me, receive my words. Let they are words of spirit and they are words of life. They are words that are true. And Jesus says that's what he came to say and to do, to declare that he was from heaven, that he came From God. Hallelujah. And that's why some of of them tried to even kill him. Because he said he came from God. But Jesus himself. John. It's written in in the first chapter of John. But Jesus himself declared that he came from God. And because he came from God. Is the reason that he can say that he alone was able to see God because he was with God, he came from God, and he saw God. There's no man who has been created, who was born out of the womb, who can say that they saw God. No man has seen God, except Jesus who was with him. And because he has seen God, he came from God, he's seen God, and that's why he says all those things. You know, the Bible says that, that God appeared to Moses, And he appeared to Isaac and Jacob. And he appeared uh, uh, to Abraham. But the Bible says, when when Moses says, show me your glory. God said to him, I'll reveal my glory. Go hide in there, but I will show you my backward parts. For no man can see the face of God. When he appeared to Isaac and Jacob, it says he appeared as God Almighty. But it says he could not reveal the rest of who he was to them. And so God can, God can reveal, uh, appear as an angel or, or, or show mankind glimpses of who he is, but no man has ever seen the fullness of God or the, the totalness of God. It's impossible because only Jesus has seen God, been with God, is God, and seen him for who he is. Man has seen maybe uh, bits and pieces of who God is. you understand what I'm trying to say? They can only see these small representations of God, but that's about it. The burning bush, the pillar of fire, the cloud of smoke. But no man has seen God in his fullness except Jesus. And because of that, he knows God. Jesus is saying, I came from God, I seen God, And he says, therefore, because I came from him, I know him. I know God, meaning intimate, meaning the depths, meaning the absolute knowledge of God. Jesus, Jesus says in John chapter 7, verse number 29, John chapter 7, verse 29, Jesus says, I know him because I am from him and he sent me. Jesus said, I know God. I'm intimate with Father God. I came from him. He sent me. I seen him. You understand what Jesus, who Jesus is saying that he is? Why is Jesus challenging the people to believe him? Because he's not a man. He took on flesh, but he was not a man. I mean, he was man in the flesh, but he was was not just an ordinary man. He was God. Take on flesh. Jesus said, I came from heaven, I'm the bread of life, I've seen God, I know Him, I'm intimate with God. Jesus is saying these things because He wants you, He wants us, He wanted them to believe on Him, to see that He is the Son of God. He is God, He's not, a, he's not a, a just a man And because he, he came from God, he sees God, he knows God, that gives him, that makes him, that gives him the right, the authority to be able to reveal God. You cannot reveal someone or something unless you have an intimate knowledge of that thing. And Jesus says, no man can reveal God to you but me. Why? Because I came from God. I was with God. I seen God. I know God. I am God. And he says, therefore, I'm revealing to you, Father God, the heart of God. And if you've seen me, because you see, praise the Lord. Jesus came to bring us and to give us complete revelation of who God is. That is what the Gospels are. That is what the Bible is. It's a revelation to mankind about Father God, who He is. No man can reveal Him to us except God reveals Himself to us by Himself. God is the only one able to reveal himself to us because God is the only one who knows who he is. We don't know. Without God showing us or revealing to us who he is, we have no idea who he is. That's why people in this world run around wondering that they make a chair God. They make a cow God. They make everything else God because they have no one to reveal it to them. And so they imagine and they create their own gods. And that's the little G's. There are not gods, but these are things they imagine to be gods because they're refusing because they don't know who to turn to. Because But Jesus says, look at me, turn to me. I came from heaven. I'm the bread of life. I've seen God. I know God, been with God. I can reveal God to you. So if you want to know God, Who do you look to? Jesus. Nobody else but Jesus. You can't learn God by by doing a a comparative religion in, in, in college. You can only know God by reading the word of God. The word of God. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. My words are spirit and they are life. You see, Jesus in John chapter 12, verses 44 and 45, he said to the Pharisees, Jesus said, he cried out. Jesus was crying out to them. Crying out, his heart was, Jesus wanted them to get it, wanted them to understand. He is the son of God, he's God come from heaven. To bring them truth. He cried out and he said, He who believes in He who believes in me does not believe in me, but in Him who sent me. And he who beholds me beholds the one who sent me. I have come as a light into the world, that everyone who believes me may not remain in darkness. And if anyone hears my sayings and does not keep them, I do not judge them, for I did not come to judge the world, but to say to the world, He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. Verse 49, For I did not speak, I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me commandment what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. Jesus was trying to get across. He cried out. I have come as a light into the world. I have come as a light to make you see and understand and know God. The Pharisees declared that they knew God. But they didn't know God. They thought they did, but they didn't. And Jesus said, I've come that you might know God, know me. Jesus said to his disciples, if you know me, he says this to them in John chapter 14. If you're taking notes, John chapter 14. Jesus said, if you know me, if you know me, you know my father. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. This is what Jesus was saying. He was crying it out to the Pharisees, to his disciples. If you know me, you will know Father God. If you see me, you have have seen God. That's why the word of God is everything to us, to you and me. There's no other way you can get to know Father God more, or Jesus more, or the Holy Spirit, by than opening the word of God and believing God's word. It's not about watching movies. It's not about listening to praise and worship music. Those are good. It's not about reading other books about God. It's about reading this, the word of God. This is what God has given us from heaven right here. There's more in here to know and to learn that, that we'll, our, we could spend our lives on this one, in this one book and we will never fully comprehend all the treasures and all the blessings and all the promises and all the things that are contained therein. God gave us a book, the Bible, his word, that will we can expire, our whole lives can be expended in this book. And we will still not comprehend the fullness of God. But God wants us to open his book, open his word, Jesus says, I've come down from heaven. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. No follower of mine shall ever walk in darkness. They shall have the light of life, the bread of life. No one who comes to me I will cast out, but I will feed everyone who's hungry for me. I will feed them the truth of the, of the word of God. And so this is what Jesus was saying, and this is why Jesus was being rejected, because he said he was came from God, he was the bread of heaven and that he was God. And that's why to reject Jesus is to reject God. To reject the word of God is to, re- is to reject God himself. Jesus said this. Go with me to John chapter 5. Go with me to John chapter number 5. verses 16 to 18. John chapter 5, verses 16. And for this reason, the Jews were persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But he answered and said to them, My father is working until now, and I myself am working. For this cause, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because he was not only breaking the Sabbath, but was also calling, was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. The scribes and the Pharisees understood what Jesus was saying. And they said, they declared, he's making himself equal with God meaning Jesus is saying he is God, come from heaven. They understood that. They were clear about that. And Jesus was trying to say that to them, that he was God. We have to understand, Jesus is not an angel. Jesus is not a man. Jesus is God incarnate who came down from heaven to give us the bread of life. And the Bible declares that this is why they hated Jesus, because he said he was God. He declared himself to be God. He declared himself to have the words of truth and of life. He declared it to him. And they also said in John chapter eight, Jesus declared himself to be the I am. He said to his disciples, before Abraham was, I am. That is significant. And they said again, they wanted to do away with Jesus because he made himself out to be, to be God. In the book of Exodus, when Moses was, God was sending Moses to, to Pharaoh, he says, who am I gonna, you're sending me to Pharaoh. Who am I gonna say sent me? When I go to, to, my, to the people, Israel, who am I gonna say sent me? And God says, this is what you are to say to them. You tell them that I am sent you, that I am who I am. And God says, this is going to be a memorial of my name through all ages, that I am. Go and tell them that I am sent you. And when Jesus, and this was was a name that everyone knew, only God assigned the I am to who he was, God. And when Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus was saying, I am God, and they understood that, and they wanted to do him in. Do you understand that Jesus is God? Jesus came down from heaven to be the bread of life, to feed you, to nourish you, to give you eternal life, and that is why we cannot reject the name of Jesus. Why is there such a battle in the world against the name of Jesus? Because Jesus declared himself to be God. The I am come down from heaven who was with God, who was God, who saw God, who knows God, who reveals God, who imparts God into everyone who would come to him. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And again, in John chapter 20, I'm going to end with this. Again, John chapter 20, verses 30 to 31. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which were not written in this book. Jesus did signs and wonders to get the attention of the people, to make them understand he was not an ordinary man. He was not just a man with certain powers. He was more than a man. He had more than certain powers. But he was God come down from heaven to bring us the bread of life, to bring us the light in which to walk, to let us know that he is almighty and all-powerful. But these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Are you glad that you have the bread of life? Hold your Bible again. Say, I have the bread of life. I have the word of God. I will keep this in my heart. I will let your word guide me, Lord. Teach me your word. Like David prayed, teach me your word. Teach me your ways.